Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Today we are talking about children and self-awareness and as we often do, JJ and I spend about two minutes before we start recording the podcast to sort of discuss what's the big thing that we want to talk about today. And, and is there any specific goal in that big topic that we want to make sure we get across or, or, or is there, are there specific questions we can leave people with? And today we had a really interesting conversation um, about children and self-awareness and we decided that it would be really interesting to tell you about that transparently instead of trying to sound like we had all that and a bag of chips ready for <laughs> the discussion. <laughs> uh, right. What's really interesting about this topic is like we didn't really know where to start, right? Yeah. There's lots of there's a lots of entry points into the discussion around uh, children and self awareness, and we didn't we didn't know exactly how to approach it. Right. And it sounds like your your dogs are also very much interested in the dialogue. <laughs> Everybody just ignore that. We're real people too. We have kids and dogs and we're messy. <laughs> it's true. There's probably a really juicy rabbit out there. <laughs> so just to frame the conversation, I have been um, married to my husband for 26 years and we have two children that are 21 and 22 years old. And JJ, you've been married to Amber and you have three children. Your youngest is 10 and your oldest is 15? Yeah, well, turn 15 in a couple of days. So I got a 10-year-old, a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old. Yeah, so what's so cool about this conversation is we can really come from a lot of different perspectives. Um, in addition to uh, our family structures, Two of JJ's children are adopted from Guatemala. Yep, the older two are are from Guatemala. Yeah. So as we were talking about this, you know, the general question that I started wondering about is a child's own self-awareness. And I came from the belief um, that oftentimes children are way more aware than adults. Um, and, and they naturally will align with their awareness without any fanfare. They don't mm. get emotionally bungled up about it. They don't. Um, and, and, and the reason I came from that is because my grandmother was a minister and she spent a lot of time with me when I was young, sort of going into much deeper things than most, um, then most little kids have exposure to a lot of deeper conversations about all sorts of things like that. And I remember when my grandmother became aged and she was very, very sick one day, my oldest son, Mitchell was uh, three and my daughter, Megan was a year and a half. And I was sitting on the corner cushion of our couch um, by myself crying. I was so scared that something was going to happen to my grandma and I didn't know what to do. And I was so emotional. 
And Mitchell, at three years old, he had a nook in his mouth, pacifier, and he was carrying his blanket <laughs> that he called blue. And he walked up to me and without saying anything, just looked at my face for a minute. And then he walked away. And then he came back with his favorite stuffed animal. And he tucked the stuffed animal in my arm. And he wrapped his blue blanket around my legs. And never said wow. a word. He never said a word. And then he just walked away. Wow. And, and I remember That's thinking, amazing. Like he could he could tell. He could sense. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And not only could he tell that I was upset, what I always remember thinking was, wow, um, he doesn't he isn't really talking a whole lot yet. It's like a lot of blah, 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 with a with a pacifier in his mouth. And yet here he was looking at me. He assessed a situation in his own mind. He decided what was happening in the situation. And then he empathetically made decisions to try to support me in that situation without even understanding the why, what was happening, nothing. It didn't matter. It didn't matter to him. And um, over the years, there's been so many examples that I have learned from both he and my daughter, Megan, who are both very intuitive kids. Um, I've been embarrassed many times, actually, by how I have responded to something and then how later they respond to it <laughs> in a much more <laughs> self-aware, <laughs> self-aware sort of experience. And, and so... As we started to have conversations, you know, although I have also had a lot of other children in my life that have had a hard time, um, have a hard, have had hard times, you know, um, mm -hmm. and, and maybe didn't have the same experiences as my children had um, growing up or how they were born or anything else like that. And so it got me wondering, does, do children have different self-awareness right out of the gate um, or not? So I'd be curious well, what your a, thoughts are. That's a really good, it's a really good question because, you know, when you think about it, us adults, you know, we've got a lot of experiences and different things that have happened. And a lot of times we overthink things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> I saw a t-shirt the other day that um, said, hang on a minute, I need to overthink this. <laughs> yeah. And I think that overthinking definitely gets in the way of our self-awareness, right? Yeah. And and actually, and listening, you know, to sort of our deeper selves. And um, so it kind of kind of mask a lot of that, a, a lot of that awareness. Whereas you know, you can see in kids that, that often they don't, they don't have that filter. They don't have that, that, that part of their brain developed yet. That's right. got that logical filter. That's, that's turning all those feelings, you know, those feelings come up. Us adults try to run them through the logic yes. filter. Yeah. Yeah. 
before they come out, they run it through the overthink filter. <laughs> Whereas kids, they just come up and right out their mouth, right? Which is awesome. It is awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Because a lot of times socially or as a parent, we're, we don't really find that, oh, no, that doesn't run through that <laughs> lens well. So that's wrong. Like we're automatically labeling it, even though we're trying to encourage them to not have a filter sometimes, right? Or Yeah, yeah. Have a socially acceptable f- filter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my my 10-year-old, it's her birthday. And the other day, she she comes up, she's kind of sad. She goes, Mama, I don't, I don't, I don't want to grow up and, and I don't want to grow up and be, be an adult. And it's just like, why, why would you have to? Just because you're getting older doesn't mean you need to like grow up in some of the ways adults grow up oh, right bless that was heart. Really cute, innocent way of yeah. you know to me i took that as like like no please abby don't ever grow up keep this wide-eyed curious view of the world right you know? right right it's interesting though because as you're talking about filters um you know what we consider socially normal filters what we consider you know uh jaded adult filters things that we we as grown-ups want our kids to say or not say. We want our kids to be or not be a certain way. We want our kids to do things or not do things that we will find okay and not embarrassing or not, um, not to, that we don't want to be called out. We don't want to be called out. And, mm-hmm. and isn't that interesting? Because, I mean, that's just being honest, right? We're all like that. And, and yeah. yet, and yet we're trying to teach our kids how to have a totally different relationship with themselves. Mm-hmm. And yet here's where we are. You, you go ahead and, I mean, <laughs> you go ahead and have this relationship right. with you and you be open and honest and you say whatever's on your mind. You have all these things, but, oh, oh, but, but don't, don't get in trouble. Don't do <laughs> but it. But do it in this very specific way, right? <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The the um, language I've heard around parenting that really highlights that is is I mean I've said it I've I've hear other people say it is like when they say their kids like don't embarrass me or you're embarrassing me right like yeah that's that's a language that is about the parent not about the kid. Mm. you know mm-hmm. that's about their ego and that's right their, you know yeah that's right um, so we'll, looking out for that kind of language you know not judging it just right. recognizing it is is pretty interesting um i was going to share a story about um one uh, the opposite Oh. Yeah. Well, I was just realizing, I was just realizing and I'm, I want, but I want to say something before you tell your story, because I just realized that leading the podcast with a very warm, sweet story while true is also not representative of many, many families experiences and certainly mm-hmm. not representative of all of my family experiences. Um, and so I really want to be sensitive to the fact that I think parenting is really hard. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've spent, I remember one time coming home from a parent teacher conference 
and standing in my pantry crying. Uh, oh, my child was one in first grade, by the way, first grade. And I was so, putting so much pressure on myself that I was standing in the pantry crying because this child had gotten feedback that wasn't favorable. I, mm. So before you tell your story, I want to say that we are all coming from different places as families and as parents. And, um, and there are so many times when we don't know how to handle situations and children can be, we just feel overwhelmed, just overwhelmed. And so I want to be very mindful of that as you tell your story, because I think your story is extremely powerful. Well, so, you know, obviously, uh, just to put time context around when we're <laughs> when our conversation is here, um, the George Floyd um, murder happened in Minneapolis like last week, yeah. right? And there's been, you know, the riot rioting and the civil uprising and and everything, um, and so uh, so that happened on a Thursday. And my 13-year-old was sleeping over at his buddy's house, mm -hmm. right? Friday, uh, I, you know, I called him because he was still over there. <laughs> you know, teenagers like her. Yeah. Middle school kids like spend like the whole weekend at their buddy's house. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Our most importantly, so I called him. Most importantly, any place not at home. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. I said, hey, buddy, uh, you know, I want you to come home for dinner. We're all going to have dinner together as a family um, because, uh, you know, something really big happened yesterday and I want us to all talk about it, right? I was like, did you hear what happened? Mm -hmm. And he goes, oh, yeah, that guy got killed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yep. And, and it's, a really, it's, a, it's a really important issue for our family. Right. And he goes, Oh, why is it an issue for our family? Hmm. I was like, well, buddy, because, you know, there's a lot of racial things that, you know, we're exposed with it. And that, and for our family, that's a big deal. Yeah. And he goes, why? <laughs> I go, buddy, cause you're not white and you're <laughs> going to have to deal with this yeah. like probably your whole life. Mm -hmm. And he goes, Oh, Oh yeah. Hmm. Like he hadn't realized it. Like he's living, you know, like his bubble, right. Yeah. That yeah. racial stuff isn't an issue. Hasn't really experienced it. Um, and hmm. he kind of forgot or he wasn't aware of it. Um, yeah. But I thought that was well, really I interesting. I have a question. Like, do, you, do you think that he forgot or do you think that he just takes it for granted that it doesn't matter? Like, how did you feel? Maybe. Like, you... I felt like he forgot, but huh. you know, it also could yeah. be a non-issue for him. Right. Like, That's what I'm getting at. I, I just wonder. I, it's, yeah. I wonder. Um, and either way, either way, you know, right. it's interesting to think about his context, right? Like, yeah. um, because he's not experiencing maybe these different external events and 
and he doesn't have this other perspective at all, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I, th I thought that was really interesting, like <laughs> that he, he wasn't really connecting, right. you know, his history and, and the world's context and everything. It, it was all just kind of oblivious to him. Yeah. And obviously that's a big issue. It's a big world event. Um, yes. Maybe we don't expect 13 yeah. year olds to really connect all those dots. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. And there must be a, a lot of pressure for you to provide all sorts of things, right? Like to provide a, a safe environment for him to talk about that as he becomes more and more aware. Um, and I, I bet, I bet you have a tremendous amount of personal, I just know you, you must have a lot of feelings about what do we need to say, be, and do for our children so that they can communicate their feelings so that they can live in a world that is easiest as possible for them or easier mm -hmm. for them. And I don't think any of us know exactly, especially given the current situation in Minneapolis and in the world, I don't think any of us actually have the answers on how to do that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, it's, it's, a uh, it's interesting because it, you go, for us, we have to, we have to do our best to parent an experience that my wife and I have never really had to experience, right? Yeah, that would be so hard. Kids will likely experience things that we are, we just haven't. So how you know parenting it? That's really tough. Oh my god! Emotionally, parenting that, mm -hmm. um, and of course you just want to protect these kids forever. Yeah, I but know. I know. You know, I know that keeping them in their bubble is not in the long run, the best thing for them, hmm. right? So we have to start bringing mm -hmm. up these topics and, uh, and, and, but we don't want to make them scared of the world either. Right. Yeah. It's because such a I fine line. That, yeah. Cause I mean, I truly believe that like the universe is, is generally good, right? The good will too. prevail in the yeah. universe. So I don't want to make them fearful of the of, of where they are of their existence right so, right right um, right but they have to be aware that stuff's you know not everything is perfect yeah it is such a fine line isn't it and i think that as a society we're having more and more of these conversations right now which actually is pretty good timing for your for just bite by, by you know, for your family in these discussions. Um, and I, I just sit here and I think to myself, like, we don't have the answers, like even you and me having this conversation and we're going to put this out into the world. And there's a certain amount of trepidation. Like we don't want to say the wrong thing. We don't want to say anything that would hurt someone's feelings or cause a ruckus um, because we are well-intended and, and yet we don't know the answers to things um, and with our, and then we have the added responsibility of trying to help our kids. And here we don't have the answers. And we were also trying to help someone who is younger, less developed, hasn't had as much social experience, ha doesn't have the maturity to um, 
think or be or do a certain way, right? So mm-hmm. there is this added pressure. And I, um, you know, like for me, the and I'd be interested in what you think about this, JJ, but like for me, I feel like um, I will never or I will never intentionally, I will never intentionally uh, try to say, we have to do this. We have to be that. We have to go and blah, 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 fill in the blanks. What I want to really intentionally be is um, more and more aware of my own thoughts and feelings, more and more aware of how I am so that I can help myself learn, be open, and then use myself as an example. Like, uh, as an example, these are the things that I I really want to be better at. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I want to be better at being able to talk to my kids about things that are scaring me. I want to be better about helping my kids learn more about the history of our world. I want our, I want my kids to be better than me. Mm-hmm. And I think they, and to be honest, I think they already are, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I think that they already are. And, and so for me, it's just fostering um, an environment in our home that our children can learn from the environment and then make their own choices and decisions as they become more and more mature. But I'd be interested in what your thoughts are about that. Well, like, how yeah, do couple, you think? Um, <clears throat> a couple of things like f- first, you know, with big, um, you know, cultural things like, like racism and big, problems we need to tackle <laughs> as a society right um the first thing is like i want to make sure we're keeping good communication open we're talking about it right yeah i think like i actually like told um even my company like everyone at my company like like this is an issue and i want to make sure we are still talking about it after this news cycle's over right mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, like things that we find important, we need to, to, to keep working on all the time, even when the spotlight's not on them. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so obviously for our family, you know, we will talk about it probably forever. Um, And then talking about it's one thing, right? Like we have a, a cognitive logical discussion about, yeah, the, the the good and bad and the um, the right and wrongs and the values of all of that, but um, really having both my wife, me and my wife, and the kids dig into like, okay, how does this discussion make you feel? Which parts of it are uncomfortable yeah. for you, right? Yep. Um, and uh, and really lean into that. You know, I yeah. was having a discussion with with one of my buddies. Um, the other day, um, we uh, we end up playing tennis once a week, but we play tennis only like half the time and we chat the other half of the time. That's awesome, yeah. <laughs> and he was talking about a book he was reading um, called White Fragility. And... Uh, and he was ex- and he was expressing to me how parts of this book made him very very uncomfortable hmm. right and how he 
you know, said, hey, I could have just stopped reading this book, but the parts that were making me uncomfortable, I knew I needed to lean into hmm. and really explore why I was having that feeling, right? And I, I think if we can raise kids who, who aren't of, who lean in to those uncomfortable feelings and not run away from them, right? Right. I think right there is probably the most important parenting thing, at least for me, is yeah, this is a hey, kids, you know, you guys are gonna have these feelings. It's gonna be uncomfortable, um, but but lean into it and explore it because if you just ignore it and run away. Um, all sorts of bad side effects are going to happen. Well, it just perpetuates what's already been. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I think too, like, I know this has been a kind of uncomfortable conversation for us to have in a way, just because it's so, it's so important to us. Our children are the most important things to us in the world. And, um, and I think it, in some ways it is a little uncomfortable to have this conversation and I'll say that, but the other thing I think is very uplifting about this conversation is our awareness of where we are, our awareness about what our intentions are. You know, um, we, we are intending to do good and be good and we intend to show our children um, ways of being that they can take and add to and, and explore mm -hmm. and be better and go out into the world. And I think that that happens because we're creating conditions and circumstances in our own house that they see that that's the norm, you know, that mm. that's the norm to try to be like that. And also to see that we aren't being highly egocentric about it. You know, we're not uh, slamming our fists on the table and saying, this is the only way that you're ever going to get there. We're not taking a hard line stand um, that causes resistance. We're simply saying, gosh, we're, we're actually doing our best. We don't really know all the answers, but we sure hope that you take all the best parts of these conversations and you own them yourself. Like we sure hope, and we're trying to do that every day. And I think yeah. that is a very, um, I think that is something that I feel very proud of. For myself that's awesome yeah uh i think this is this is a a great topic you know yeah. and it would be i i think we should we should have like a facebook live or a discussion oh right you know with other parents about this because um i i would say that uh <laughs> in one way we're talking about how triggers and different um events help us in our <laughs> self-awareness journey because they give us opportunities right? <laughs> all right some bigger than others i would say my kids give me all sorts of opportunities <laughs> every day to be more self-aware i know my i know good and bad right i know my son is going to listen to this and we've always <laughs> said that mitchell is a button pusher and, and um <laughs> figuratively and literally he'd get in the car when he was little and every dash button would get push, 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 push. But Mitchell also knows all of my triggers and he doesn't even have to in the dark, he can lean over and use one finger and hit a trigger of mine and just laugh and sit back. So I think I'm with you. So you're thanking him for all the opportunity of uh, yes. growth. Yes. He's provided you. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, and we haven't talked about my beautiful daughter at all today, but I'm sure we will sometime. And I know she's probably listening to this going, yep, Mitchell. I Actually, she used to say to me, and uh, she used to say, all right, here's what I do. Um, she's the second child. And she said, my childish, my childhood strategy was always to watch Mitchell and do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but she was still good at pushing my triggers too once in a while. <laughs> anyway, well, thanks so much, JJ. I really appreciate the conversation. Yeah, I know it wasn't an easy one, but I think it's such a beneficial and useful conversation. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I think uh, I think the world would be much better if we leaned into uncomfortable conversations instead of yeah instead of uh, look the other way so yeah me too take care see you next time we hope that you've enjoyed today's episode our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings we'd love your support first share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it second leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site this helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.